0: So apparently, are you a jealous person? Oh my god,
1: it was an issue for me in my first long-term relationship, um... I was, so, I mean, that's kind of the, I was in the right environment to be a jealous person. I think like coming from a traditional kind of expectations for relationships, like very monogamous South tradition, la, la, la. Um, and my parents are still together. So I have like ideals and whatever. You've said la, la, la so much
0: on this podcast. I could make a whole song. Uh, do it. That is, you know what? What? It's like the epicenter of your, of your triple word repeat. La, la, la. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to... all cool, cool, cool. Meet, meet, meet. La, la, la. I'm going to take
1: that and run with it creatively. Like, I'm yeah. going to find more. That is, like, okay. There's... It really
0: is at the center of your speech patterns. Hmm,
1: fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking in a mirror that I didn't know existed. They uh... all branch from la, la, la. <laughs> um, but I'm, now I just, like, heard my laugh. I'm like, did I do the same thing there? Anyway. Um, I, yeah, I was a jealous person in that relationship uh, because my partner was older than me and had sexual experiences. And when I'd hear about them, I would get uncomfortable, even though they were before me. And I would be like, yeah. in this bed, here at this apartment. Like, I was a little baby gay that in was just... Ah! Like just, totally <laughs> just in just front of my salad? Like, just totally... Not front of my salad. Not ready for it. And then came to New York, tried to, like, baptize myself into the hookup scene and get over jealousy issues and stuff. And now I'm in a relationship for the first time in seven years since
0: that relationship.
1: Uh, and knowing... We're
0: at the inception Where? of such relationship, oh, right. you literally handed them off to your friends for yeah. a test fucking. <laughs>
1: FDA, baby. <laughs> Friend dick approved. Friend <laughs> um, Yeah, we've come
0: a long way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So earnestly, we have come a long way in that, like, I have a new appreciation for people having sexual appetites outside of each other. And, um, you know, it makes sense. But jealousy doesn't it can change shape. It can be, yes. you know, different day to day too. Um, and so I'm, we're still figuring out boundaries and we have come up with a new kind of like communication things to help us communicate when we're feeling, you know, we're not feeling something. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and this is me being transparent. And it, I don't think that Chris, my boyfriend will mind because it's more me airing my dirty laundry of things that I've had to work with. Uh-huh. But, uh, for instance, um, We'll be out, and, you know, at the bar, and we're kind of that couple from the meme of like, hey, we saw you across the bar, and we're digging your vibe. Um, Not literally, but it will happen more organically than Jack. Jack just had his eyes closed for the last 30 seconds after (laughs) I said that. (laughs) I
0: just (laughs) JJ the predator.
1: Uh, No! No, no, no. It's very... Hello. Uh, I'm ready for you to Netflix and Joe, and... um. No, it'll happen more like, you know, I don't know. Um, someone will start flirting and it's just, it'll it'll snowball from there. But here's the weird, or not weird observation, but new observation I've had. If my, my boyfriend is interested in someone, hmm. I feel more of a pang of jealousy if I don't see what
0: is turning him on about them. Oh, okay. Interesting. So my initial reaction is it's I can't identify it so it must be something I don't provide. And therefore an insecurity before. And therefore I can't an insecurity is triggered. Because that is the center of all jealousy mm-hmm. is, is insecurity.
1: It's comparing and, and when you don't check every box that another person does.
0: And and the underlying fear of that being, and thus this person will leave me right. for, for something, something that I can't provide or be, don't provide. And it's worse when I
1: don't understand it. When you don't understand. Because it. if a guy is super fucking hot and I get it, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I get
0: that. Like what, I get- that. What what if you understand it? And it's something you're not. Like, what if he, and I I don't know, Chris, but what if he has just a real thing for older, big, beefy daddy bears?
1: Uh, that tracks for me, and I feel like it doesn't really. Would
0: that trigger jealousy? Because it's, you understand it, mm-hmm. but you can't provide that.
1: I mean, in my imagination, of course, like on the day that it happens, I will get, have a different answer, perhaps. But get from, the pod. I know, I know. But whenever I think about that right turn the now, on. <laughs> turn them on, turn them on. When I think about that right now, I think that only makes sense. Like, okay, cool. Like, I know I can't provide one hundred percent of your sexual satisfaction. But- I don't think it's fair to put that on any individual person. So go get it. Go get that mm-hmm. daddy dick or whatever. That mm-hmm. um, <laughs> daddy dick, baby. Yeah, but whenever I don't, I it, it was an experience where okay, I'm not. And here's another point of transparency. It happened where he was flirting with someone and I didn't get it, and I felt more jealous. And I was tired and a little drunk and was moody, therefore, and um, I was like, "I'm ready to go." Like I kind of like I got into like a bitchy place. Mm-hmm. And then flip side, same thing happened, but I was interested in someone. But Chris let me kind of go for it and play along because he said he was happy
0: seeing me like turned on. Okay, it's but then, so this is a good segue into my—so I have yeah. talked ad nauseum about—so I will—if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard me say it a million times, so I'll just recap it quickly, which is that my relationship with jealousy fundamentally changed. I considered myself a very jealous person in the past. I would never tell anybody what they could or couldn't do. I didn't use it to be controlling, but right. I would have feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that so much anymore, pin in that, because I have realized that the only thing that I can do is be the best— Partner, boyfriend, lover, and um, if you are interested in something else, um, I can't. There's no, I have. No, I don't worry about things I can't control. Mm-hmm. I can't control that. And then if if you do um, something that is against our rules in order to get that, right, that's your fucking fault. Yeah, that's your problem. There's no, there's no reflection on me. No. And it, I I will not take that personally anymore. Instead, I'll be like, well, you're someone who can't live up to your your uh, promises and either you know it's a mistake and then we can forgive it or it's something where I'm like look this is who you are so Mm -hmm. not gonna work Mm -hmm. you're not gonna live by our rules Mm -hmm. um or take them seriously Mm -hmm. so that's sort of my relationship with jealousy and it kind of started with the last boyfriend where we had that first threesome and I went into it thinking I don't know how I'm gonna feel Okay. I don't know oh, how I'm going to feel. We're going to try it. And yeah. then we had a lot of talks about it beforehand. Like, we're going to try it. If at any point I, like, tap out, we're yeah. done. Right, right, right. Like, we're not, like, we're a priorities, Which mm-hmm. was, a, I had to have a lot of talks about that because he was more concerned with being embarrassed in front of the other guy. Wow. Well, if we stop it, what are they going to think of us? Who cares? What yeah. do I think of you? Of course. Like, of that's course. what you should care about. Right. I mean, he, he cared more and more about how other people perceived him um so that was a so we had to have a lot of talks about that and in the moment when i was like you know when i was tagged out and i was watching him fuck this other guy i was deeply turned on oh, in wow. a way that like i was like oh oh this is something i didn't know was here this is something i didn't know was here I'm yeah like so turned on by this fuck cool um i think it it sort of lent into my my sub side where i'm sitting there thinking like Oh, I'm next. Ooh. Like that was that was, and seeing him just sort of like you now, you now, yeah. you, now you. It was hot. I Amazing. really liked it, and I walked away from it. Like I am so surprised how much I like that. Yeah. Like you know, and he was weird about it, and of course, then it turned out because he was having an affair with this guy, uh, and he's oh. the guy you brought on our fire on vacation without telling right, me, right, and lots right, of right. stuff, and blah 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 blah. I've There's about always
1: that. fucking shit,
0: right? So, so I um, <laughs> my my fears were realized. Uh, <laughs> Damn great. it, great. So. I broke up with him immediately. No, just kidding. I dated him for three more years. Um, Ouch, ouch, ouch. ouch. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. But yeah, I mean, figuring out. But, but, but. Yeah. Having said that, I recently experienced jealousy and I'm not in a relationship.
1: Oh, what? Say more. If you don't mind. No,
0: no, that's fine. It's the pod. Yep. I have really worried lately. That I am not going to ever be that deeply in love again mm-hmm. because I have not met someone mm-hmm. where that has happened. Mm-hmm. There are people that I like, there are people that I enjoy, there are people I have a good time with, and yeah. I'm like, this is a cool dude, and I like having sex and hanging out and this and that. Mm-hmm. But it's not that like, oh my god, I want to like consume you, sure. like be with me all the time. Yeah, which I used to feel, and I'm I'm a little afraid that that the trauma of the last thing has like burned out that those nerve endings and I'm not I don't know if I'm not meeting the person or if I'm not capable of it. And sure. That is an open question. Um yeah. but the only guy okay. that I feel like that I've been seeing or talking to, right. not seeing mm-hmm. recently that I feel that with and I feel like, oh, uh oh mm-hmm. I think about him all the time. Oh yeah, it's I message fine. him all the time. Ooh. Lives in another country. Uh-huh uh, you know him mm-hmm. and we talk every day uh, and he uh has an only fans right which i don't actually care about that sure but he sort of talked like he mentioned he was like oh yeah i think i'm just starting this open relationship with this local guy sure and i was very upset oh yeah i was like but it's like jack you're 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 the welcome top of crossfit Queens. sure you're 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 yeah you, you have you probably have sex four or five times a week. you are simping for someone across the ocean i'm simping for someone across the ocean while uh uh getting railed on the reg right and it's like it's one of those things where it's like well does he feel that way about what i'm doing no because he asks about it and he thinks it's hot and he wants to know details sure uh, which is still cool too right but I don't want to know details. Oh, about interesting! You. It makes me like I. It maybe it's a symptom of the fact that we've never been physically in the same room together. So right. it's like people are getting to have something I still have not had. Okay. Maybe it's that.
1: Then yeah, and I think the allure to mystery August. is a bit. Ooh, We're meeting in August. Fuck yeah! Oh my god, I'm so down. Plane tickets are purchased. I want to watch. That is well.
2: <laughs>
0: if we. Check. subscribe to his holy. Friends. That's right, right. No, no, there no, is no, a potential.
1: Happen, no, okay, happen. well, we'll tease it if it ever does. Um, still gotta be a lawyer. Still gotta be a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not
0: above it. I just still gotta be a lawyer.
1: Right. But I... um Can I say that... Okay, and I don't want this to be toxic positivity or whatever, but the fact that those emotions are already like a, 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 a thing that are reality right now, yeah. I think that speaks to your capability of feeling things and like how... You know, you're afraid that, you know, that kind of feeling gets burnt out and then you get tired. But I think this is a, it's evidence of that not being necessarily true. Right. Right. And just to piggyback on that, I know Mm. you said you're turning 40. Mm. I heard a story from a friend recently about going to Florida and uh, going to like this orgy that they was unbeknownst to them, but featured a lot of like older gentlemen. And um, it was like older, older guys that were, like, 70s and 80s still participating. And I thought that, like, he and he was, like, you know, and it was actually really special because it was so cute and, like, comforting. Like, when people, they would actually just, like, hold each other a bit and still participate oh. and, like, help Old each people other be fucking. Up. And that, but, like... There's the,
0: rampant chlamydia in nursing homes. Old people be fucking.
1: And I, but, like, the way that he was telling the story and how, like, it was, like, this kind of, uh, I don't know, still communal and, and considerate
0: and not so, like...
1: You know what I mean? Like, it was sort of like... It doesn't have to
0: end. Oh, no. And it's not going to end. No. No. Not unless it is... And, and, and that, this one of these guys. I've talked about him before. But, mm-hmm. like, we've kind of phased out. He, super hot sex. I liked him. Um, He was a bit of a weirdo. But I, I like that. Mm-hmm. And... And there's things, nothing wrong with ending but, your sexual career But either. things sort of... Because he was... We had a conversation where I was like... Uh, we need to have sex more. And he was like, honestly, I'm trying to get to the place where like I only want it once a month. Like really? uh, he it was his goal to yeah, get there. To, he was like, live. I have I have I have too much sex. I would like to and I'm like, I wanna have more. I want more. Right. And it was just like, Oh, this is And
1: more. that's what I'm saying. Like it's okay to take peaks and valleys. Like it's okay to kind of like um Slow down sexually in life or, yeah. or speed up. Like those That's there's fine. nothing to, you know, Do no you,
0: th- it's just dang it'll work yeah.
1: Like there's not really there's probably like social pressure to do one or the other, but like your ideal can be uniquely yours and it right. can also change through time. But it's good to know that like, you know, if you have the appetite for it and God willing you have like the capability and physical yeah. health for it, then it doesn't have to end at any certain point. And it's strange even that I'm I don't know, not maybe paranoid about the future or something like that. Like yeah. maybe that's what it was bringing up. I'm like, "Oh man, like that's actually inspiring because I think there's always a fear that
0: you know, I don't know." Do you think
1: the party the party Do you think a yeah.
0: society younger people find older with, the, with, you know, obvious major exceptions. Mm-hmm. But younger people find old do not find older people sexually attractive because it reminds us of our mortality.
1: Well, that's, I think, what uh, the fountain of youth is about. Like, I think the appeal of youth is that it's, like, you are further from death, therefore you have more potential or something. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, some kind of subconscious kind of animal belief that, oh, this is what peak health and idealism is because you are further from death.
0: Right. And honestly, I someone has commented that I, that I, a friend of mine has commented, was like, you talk about turning 40 a lot. And, um, honestly, if I really interrogate it, it's because I think it's funny. I think it's a funny bit to be like, Mm oh, I'm about to die. Um, that's one, because I actually don't like, I don't think I'm, I don't think we'll see, but I don't think I'm gonna have a problem with it because like, I'm healthy. I feel physically relevant. Mm -hmm. I'm, look much younger than i am whenever i tell someone i'm 40 they're like bitch you you're gonna be 40 true so i'm i'm good right like i'm fine and i like the maturity that comes at 40 i like yeah my brain space i like all of that stuff but um oh we're supposed to you know what i want to continue this conversation in our next segment rather than swipe because i think it's it's a bit deep okay and I don't want to pause. I don't want to do it in another thing because it, it's like we're on the cusp of it. Let's do it. Let's, All right. Yeah. We'll be right back. Let's do it. So we're skipping um, um, Tinder today because I was just on the cusp of something. I revealed this to someone recently. I can't remember whether it was a medical professional or whether it was uh, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of everything. How I did you show or, you or it's a conversation good. I had with myself alone which I sometimes do. Hey. Um I used to lay Oh wait, I hope I didn't do this on the podcast already. Sorry guys, I forget. We we do this too much. Um but I don't think I talked about it with you. Wait, let's go in depth. I used to Deeper. lay in bed as a child. Mm-hmm. And pray. Yeah. I wasn't religious, but pray. Yeah. That I would die at 40.
1: Wow. I don't know that we... If we touched on it, it had to be brief. But we can say more.
0: And that's something that I haven't thought about in a long time. Mm -hmm. And it kind of came up recently. I mean, because I'm approaching 40, I think, like, this is my... Oh, no, I was talking about with a a friend who's about to turn 50. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, that was always... Cause he said he felt the same thing, but his age was 50 and like, this is his year of turning 50. So it was kind of weird for him. I'm like, that's so funny. Cause this is my year of turning 40. And mm. that is what I used to think as a child, I would lay in bed at night and pray that I would only go to 40.
1: Was it against the age in general or was it against yourself specifically at that age or like what?
2: Like,
0: so I don't know. And I want to unpack this. This is, this is a bullet point to talk to the therapist about on Monday. Right. Uh, this is on the, the agenda. Um, I think it's because I looked around at the adults around me oh, and yeah. thought, "My God, I don't want this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I don't like that. My idea, my experience of adult life, mm-hmm. what my parents were, what my cousins were, mm-hmm. all of that, where I grew up, it was just like, it looks I, don't scary. Yeah, it looks, I don't want it, this. Yeah, I don't want this. Almost in the same feeling. I didn't pray for well. Some nights I prayed for death. Working at the law firm, but. Um, <laughs> It's the same way that, like, when I was at the law firm, like, I couldn't reconcile why I wasn't pursuing partnership harder. I knew that I had everything it took to be a partner. Mm-hmm. I absolutely – it was within my grasp. Um, and I was at a place where the only thing that would have held me back is being gay because, n- one, there is – there at the time, there was deep homophobia within the partnership ranks. Uh, and two, well, a and two, and two. Um, uh, um, it meant that, like, I had no interest in like golfing or going to the Mets game or going to the Rangers or whatever. What like I wasn't, I wasn't politics, doing the soft the skills issue. and the politics mm-hmm. with the other partners yeah. because I was like, I'm not going to pretend no to like this shit in order to hang out with you to like it. Like that's be, that's not part of my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, would have been the thing holding hold me back, but I had all of the talent, all of the intelligence, all of the skills. And you look at some of these fucking lawyers and it's like, they have no idea how to talk to people. How do they get clients? Because right. they're like fucking weird. Yeah. And I was very, like, I was a good explainer of things. I, you know, I, I had a, like, I could have done it. Yeah. And my whole life I have been, my personality has been the super A plus student who goes and gets the the biggest prize. Right. That is what I've been after. That's what I want. That's, that's a whole other conversation. And I had this like, like in the law firm, like, why am I not, why am I suddenly not going for the prize? This is the prize. Okay. Be well, a law firm partner. Yeah. You'll make millions of dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You will, you know, have this, you know, status and like you're being the strat, you know, like this is, that's the prize. And I don't fight for it because I don't want it. First time in my life not wanting the prize. Mm-hmm. Why don't I want this? Because I looked up at the people in the partnership and thought, They're I happy. don't want to live this way. No, I don't want to be this. That's I don't want fair. to be amongst this.
1: Absolutely, like I, you have a ju- good judgment.
0: The shit said in the hallways by partners. Oh, I took on an extra case so I don't have to see my family. <sighs>
1: that's scary. That's I'm a better fuck. mother if
0: I'm not around. That's dark as hell.
1: Regularly said. Oh no, thank you. I think you're dodging a bullet that way. Like that, right,
0: right, right, right. That's.
1: I mean I'm not, very happy with that decision. Not, I
0: never regret not staying at the firm not for a moment. Not
1: entirely the same, but this is why I didn't go to college. Interesting. Yeah, I was in high school and I had plenty of friends because I I enjoyed having my brother is 3 years older than me, so I had his college friends as my friends and we worked at the same job and I just uh worked on plays and stuff so i had friends who were of course that means that my friends had art degrees and were like i'm just in debt but uh i saw that and i'm like that will be me if i pursue what i want like i'm gonna be in debt and whatever and then be mad that i spent money and or or i had friends who had other degrees i had a friend who had a master's in psychology and still couldn't find a job for five years after their degree because
0: and that's common
1: It's so common. And they were talking about like they're. I mean, I'm overqualified with my degree, but I have no experience. So they don't want to pay me for someone who has no experience and I can't get a job now. And I was like, this is a trap. I don't think I'm going to go to college. And I figured it out early on, but it was just noticing other people's symptoms.
0: And the cost is fair. Even between, I'm sure between me and you, between me and my brother. Well, wait, I think you're my, how, are you 12 years younger than me? I am 27 years old. So about, you're my brother's age. Okay. So... I remember because I co-signed his loans because I'm the only one in the family who could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, he had so he got a couple. I think he got a couple scholarships plus like the federal loans and the FAFSA stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus he had to take a private loan, which mm. is not something I had to do. Mm. The amount of the private loan he has to take per semester. So that's the on top of all this other stuff. The additional piece
1: mm.
0: is twice what I paid for my entire college a semester. It's a 12 years apart. Yeah. The addition. So when, if there are some of you who are like, and I saw someone talk about this on The View. Yes, I watched The View. I, I saw someone talk about this on The View, and I got real angry, and I, I always pause it and think about, well, what would I said to this bitch? Sorry, I shouldn't say bitch. Uh, I, like, I, I like the coast of the, this particular person, the, the rotating Megan McCain seat is the person <laughs> right. I'm talking about. And she asked Elizabeth Warren, about the whole like Elizabeth Warren being behind like forgiving college debt, totally. And she was like, "Well, what do you say to people like me who worked two jobs, paid it off? Do I get a refund? Like, where's my refund? Like, why do they?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, one, what people are paying now, what mm-hmm. people are indebted to now, mm-hmm. is two, three, four times what you were. Right. It's a very fucking different scenario. Yeah, you were able to work two jobs and pay it off, and then have a nice career, and then buy a home, I assume, yeah. and do all that stuff. It is impossible for people to do that today. It is not possible because of how much things cost. So it is a different situation, Mm -hmm. one. And two, I was thinking, like, if I were a politician, if I were sitting there as Elizabeth Warren, what would I have said? Because I would have been shittier. She was kind. I would have been shittier. And I would have been like, you know, I don't think – I understand your point. But I think most of America don't view the world in terms of um, we're not going to pass things that help people because it doesn't personally help me.
1: Mm. And, okay, sorry to get a talking point from Twitter, but some uh, there was a tweet that said it so concisely that ooh, I'm just going to say do, it. Do say it. It's that, it, what the irony that this conservative capitalist, like, uh, economic kind of ideal of, uh, you know, don't do handouts, la 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 la, it's Christians where your whole fucking faith is based on someone sacrificing for everyone's benefit. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, it is,
0: it is, it is today mm. that Christians are not about the Jesus that a good I won't even say majority because I don't know the the spread the most vocal conservative Christians <sighs> have no concept of what Christianity actually is no generosity
1: or no, no, sacrifice no. for for no, someone else's greater no, good no the benefit That's... of
0: others it's about being able to take a magical book mm-hmm. and use it as a weapon, as a weapon, and as a sense of authority, as a sense of uh, knowledge and authority that you can make up on the fly and don't actually have to be actually educated.
1: No, because it's very comforting to be validated by something that gives you confirmation bias to say you're oh. right and everyone else is wrong.
0: Right. And I'm not saying that that secular people and intellectuals and yada yada um, uh, aren't also subject to confirmation bias. Oh, totally. And, blah, blah, blah. That's and I'm not saying human faith. Oh, I think faith is problematic all around. But um, 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 mindfulness and having a sense of spirituality, I, I think that is that is fine, and there there is value to be had in that in terms of perspective and mental health and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean. The representation today of mainstream Christianity are the militant evangelicals and yep. Born agains. That's just what it is. Yeah. And if you are one of those who are like, uh, not every Christian, like, I'm a Christian and I believe and all that stuff. Thank you. Right. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah Can yeah. you guys um, all rise up and uh, stamp this out, please? It'd be
1: a little louder. Like, it's you, just, it's, it's same the same next... way that
0: I feel about, like, not all cops. Well, great. Can, good cops don't. Let bad cops be bad cops and just say, well, they're also cops. Right. Unfortunately, no. that's... Rise just, up.
1: Right. That monster, I for me, it's too large for yes. even the good cops to battle. Like, no. obviously, you're going to get squashed. That's what the history of being a quote-unquote good cop right. looks like. Like, if you speak out against something, that's your neck on the line.
0: Right. If you're a good cop, it is your responsibility to weed out the bad cops. If you're a good Christian, it's your responsibility to tamp down the bad Christian. And if that means you get weeded out a of that, If you're good gay, group. it is your responsibility to knock down these... Right. If you, you get weeded out of those groups, then just ones. be
1: better than that group or whatever. Like that's you know, like right. you can't you can't align yourself with something that's so low
0: and be vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um, how did we get here? Um, what were we
1: talking about? Anal <laughs> no sex? Idea. Were we talking about? I think I was talking about dying or? at forty. Um. Oh
0: right! Holy shit! I don't know how we got here. Um. Where so am I? so, I don't have that you anymore. I'm this is forty. <laughs> I'm very much. Actu- I'm actually looking forward to my 40s Fuck. because I'm fortunate enough to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, it's like I am both healthy. Uh, I find myself, you know, in a good range of attractiveness that I'm happy with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't give a shit what other people think of me. And I'm like, I have the the maturity that comes with 40 with, you know, a youthful enough body and physique, like I feel like, oh, it's all here. Mm-hmm. Like I got it all mm-hmm. now, baby. Like mm-hmm. I'm ready. So I'm actually I'm, and you know, people have said, you know, you hear people say who are in their forties, like, oh, the forties are the best. Forties mm. are the best because you let go of all the baggage. You just enjoy yourself. You have some money to spend, and yeah, if you take care of yourself, it's just like yeah, fucking yahtzee. Wow, forties might be yahtzee. So okay. I, I hope that I for everyone. We really have it's funny. It's funny, and maybe because I I see now, people of that age, living in a way that I'm like, oh, I want this. Mm-hmm. I can, I'll do this. Yeah. But as a child, you know, my parents. You just didn't have the examples. Didn't, you didn't the have examples. No, you didn't have any like hopeful light at forties. No, what it looked like was being constantly chased by bill collectors. Yikes! Um, not having enough money to do anything. Mm-hmm. Staying in the house, isolated all the time. Not having friends. Mm-hmm. God, and that is. So, like, having role models, how
1: influential that actually is, more than you even realize, like, literally... Representation matters. It so
0: does. Like, I think about... You need to present to young people different variants of potential models so they know it is possible Mm -hmm. and give them, like, something to work towards that is attractive to them. And then
1: on the flip side of that is, like, if they'd have no, uh, you know negative or whatever if they have no negative examples then expectations are still shaped by like having only success around right. you and then the challenges might come differently like
0: which is what irritates me about the whole like don't i mean the whole don't say gay shit in florida which is just so fucking disgusting but what really irritates me about it is the i feel like the conversation around it has been like but it's going to hurt you know it's a you know gay people it's gonna hurt gay people it's gonna hurt, it's like that's the point right like that's not a like yeah it is and that's the point. Yeah, you are not going to convince someone who feels some way about the don't like positive about the don't say gay bill by saying well well it's going to hurt. That's what they want. Yeah, what they want. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of conservative people who feel a certain way about gays and transgender people who do not want their kids coming home with different ideas and Mm -hmm. asking questions they don't want to answer. Yeah,
1: I I think raising the point that it's harmful. They do
0: not want their children to be empathetic. They Mm -hmm. do not want their. They want their children to be as bigoted and hateful as they are, and it is a protection for that, so that they don't have to deal with it. I think that's what it's about.
1: Yeah, but I think the uh, you could maybe oversimplification of it to say like, oh, it's going to be harmful is sort of more of an alarm uh, call to action for the people that are a little more passive, but aware of it. Sure, 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 sure. But um, yeah, that shit's. It, exactly that. Like if you don't realize that this is harmful and you are going to be passive about it, then whatever wake up call you need, take this as a sign. Take any, well, that we as, as a society,
0: sign. I have fully, I and mean, we are now in the, so when we're recording this, we are in the, the, the Roe v. Wade Alito decision has leaked and we're, we're all in the wake of that right now. Um, it, of course it angers me and I sit having like shadow boxing, arguing with no one here in the apartment about it. But, um, um, we as a people, especially the American people, and I think people at large, we're reactive, not proactive. Mm. There was no amount of you know, hey, if you if you don't vote, you know, and we don't get Democrats in there, you know, there'll be a Supreme Court judges over if we don't stop the Kavanaugh nomination, if we don't stop the Comey Barrett. Mm. There was no amount of that that was going to work because we only mobilize when we're when we're injured, right? Not at the prospect of injury
1: right unless it's uh over financing the u.s military
0: (laughs) right um but but the swing is for for the other side gay marriage happened you know these progressive progressive stuff happened they react to it right we have rights taken away we react to it Mm -hmm. that's the pendulum swing it's a pendulum swing based on reaction to either a a reach or a fallback. Mm. And that's just the way it works. So I take solace in the fact that, yeah, this fucking sucks for the temporary. Right. But what this does is energized to go make another land grab. I guess, so yeah. So we'll, we'll hold, God willing, fix the row situation and maybe take another couple points off the board. I, and yeah. then we'll get not backed again. And then we'll reach and take another come. And that's just the way it works. Yeah,
1: that's just, it's not how my, it's I hear exactly what you're saying. Progress is not linear. No, but I also can identify with a psychology of like, I hate preparing myself for a problem that doesn't exist yet. Like, I feel like mm. I'm inviting it by kind of, like, being ready for it. And I'm just saying, like... And I know that's it's not the same thing to be ready for political uh, pendulum stuff because right. that is exactly how... The, the If you're aware of history, then you know that that's how blowbacks happen right. whenever people vote certain Because it makes
0: people pay attention who just are not going to pay
1: attention. Right, right. And usually the people who feel more disadvantaged are going to be the ones who are uh, up in arms because if you're comfortable, then you're going to be more passive. And... um. I don't know. I just identify with like, if life's good, then I don't want to think about the potential of it changing. Oh, well, I know.
0: <laughs> I'm if the life's exact good. opposite. I'm just always waiting for the other shoe to drop.
1: Oh uh, man, I know. I just want to live in it, but I. Uh, but at uh, the same, but of course, c- situation to situation, case to case. Like, if you're privileged enough to not know a country, a life before you know the gay rights movement, right. Then you don't realize how much has fallen on the shoulders of people before you, right? Like i you know but you the more education you get maybe the better you are at kind of like foreseeing that kind of stuff but i also identify with like i don't know the privilege just kind of kept me blind to the sacrifices sometimes
0: well we hope you aren't blind to the sacrifices and we'll leave you with this break to go check your privileges and Mm. we'll be right back with a special guest Our next guest is the host and creator of Tags Podcast, also known as Talk About Gay Sex Podcast, which is currently celebrating five years of podcasting and sex positivity with two shows a week. JJ, two shows a uh, week. Could you imagine? No. The podcast is nominated for Best Sex Podcast by Cybersocket.com and was voted Best Sex Podcast in 2022 by Next Luxury and Romper. Steve, alongside his co-hosts, break down weekly hot gay sex topics and offer advice to listeners. You can visit TagsPodcast.com or follow on social media at at Tags Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Steve Rodriguez. Steve! Hey, hey, how are you guys? Happy to be here. Happy to have you. So I was on Tags a few maybe a couple months ago yeah yeah on our uh yeah two shows a week so the wednesday live show with uh cody maurice who you know who was a guest on this podcast yeah and we did a song together yeah i love that song by the way oh yeah i i love it so it's 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 one of those where i love it but it was right before i like upgraded in my like mixing and mastering skills i learned like a few more tricks and i kind of like parts part of me wants to like go back to it and like zhuzh it a little bit because i like i have some extra skills i want to apply but like i was warned never to do that just always move forward or you'll you'll just tweak stuff from the past constantly who doesn't like
2: a good Aaliyah uh reminder though i mean come on now
0: true no i love an Aaliyah track um so it's nice to have you because you are unlike most of our guests a fellow gay sex podcaster. Wow. So. Yeah, I know. Good company so, here. <laughs> I think I think with the game that we played you had me look at porn star pictures and pick like the best one, I think.
2: Yeah, so straight up com does a weekly roundup of either porn stars or only fans, and it's anywhere from 14 to sometimes they're like 30. And who took? They ask the question, and you vote on their website. Who took the thirstiest picture of the week? And they're all raunchy and hot and sexy, and one's better than the next. And so I thought we do this fun thing every Wednesday and we had you play where you pick the one that you like, but you have because we're audio. Well, that one's video, but it comes out as an audio podcast the next day. So it's our job to descriptively describe like what's going on in that picture and why do you like it? So you have to really get down and dirty and, um, you know, why do you like that, those hairy balls or, what? you know, what is it about the curvature of his dick that you like? You know, that kind of stuff.
1: I love that. Which is
0: funny because you guys were both aghast at how I chose, which was which one of these people would ever be interested in having sex with me? Like, which one of these people could I actually capture? And there was one. And you were like... You were like, wait, that's how you're picking? It's <laughs> <laughs> clever. I really, yeah, I was really, I think I was more
2: impressed in the end. And I'm going to steal that from here on out. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have
0: no interest in lusting after someone who has no interest in me. I Compatibility is sexy. Good point. Um, good point. Well, we are going to be a little less um, uh, sexy on this game. Oh, speak for yourself. I'm very versatile, by say. the way. So, Steve, you chose best worst, and you chose relationships as the topic. So I guess relationships is um, very broad. It could be any type of relationship. But we're going to go round robin and discuss what made a particular relationship either the best one we've had or the worst one we've had. And, Steve, you can go ahead and start, and you can choose whichever one you want to start with. Okay, well, let's be
2: positive here. So I'll start with the best relationship I ever had and it was I think when I first moved here to New York City in 2008 and then a year later is when I met a guy that we ended up dating for a good a year, a, a good solid year. We got to experience all of the holidays, the seasons, and memories of that relationship, he was just so lighthearted. Met him on the dance floor of all places at a party. Ooh. Yeah, allegory of all things. And who, you know, oh, yeah. like the porn stars, I mean, I wouldn't think that I would date somebody that I met, you know, on the dance floor, but we did. And he was just, I think my favorite thing about it was he was so easy breezy, lighthearted, made me laugh, which is one of my favorite things. And we, you know, we we threw a Christmas party. We I remember going down the street, you know, here in New York City. There's little, there's Christmas stands with Christmas trees. And I remember walking down the street with like an eight foot tall, I have really high ceilings. So it was like a really tall tree. And we're stomping down the streets to take this Christmas tree, decorate it through a Christmas party. We traveled together. I remember going to Palm Springs, Miami, and he was just great you know, you learn a lot about people when you travel and he was great. I mean, the sex was really good. So no complaints in that. I'll, and I guess I'm wondering like, why aren't I still with him? But <laughs> um, Yeah. You know, all good things come to an end. And I have to say though, I think about, we are still friendly though. I mean, he, he really meant it in the end when he said that, you know, well, um, I'll always be around, and like his family members. If I ever post something on Facebook, they comment or like a picture that I post. So, I just have warm and fuzzy feelings about this relationship that I had. So, why don't you reconnect? You know, I think now it's too much time has gone by. We did reconnect a few years, a couple times. Like we had, you know, breakup sex a few different times, and we. I mean, I've seen him out here and there, but I just think that time has, you know, our time frame has moved on. I think we just, we're just always happy to see each other kind of thing. So I don't know. I think it's a timing thing.
0: So the best relationship I ever had is funny because I complain about it so much because it was my most recent one, but it's definitely my, the most recent one. So we broke up now about three years ago and it's, it's, I'm able to talk about it in this way now because the way it ended was so horrible and so traumatic and so life-changing for me that it was very hard for a long time to remember anything positive about the relationship. I just, I couldn't. I had to survive. And uh, part of that was making sure he was the villain of the story, which he was. But now that enough time has passed and enough healing has passed, I just remember all of the very, very good times and i do think as a whole if i'm looking at the other relationships i've had they were the best times that i had and i was probably the most deeply in love with that man and it's a shame because the person i loved was someone i i thought he was and not someone who he actually was which sucks but it does tell me that I'm capable of that sort of depth of feeling. I just have to actually do it for a a real person at some point. Um, But um, yeah, he, and I guess the biggest lesson I learned with him was I always had a real problem with the separation and the compartmentalization of my romantic self and my sex self. It was difficult to marry those because I think I had some internal Sex shame from my upbringing, where I always looked at that side of myself as like, oh, that's the bad self that, like, okay, explore for a little bit, but then you, you know, you got to grow up, you know, get, take that away. And he was the person that taught me, like, no, 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 you can be with someone that you hold hands and kiss in a movie theater and do romantic things with, and then also text you that when he comes home, he wants to find you on all fours ass up in a harness, and he's going to destroy you. Like, we could do both of those things. And and then after, you know, be loving again. And like, just like, no, you can have all of this in one person. And he was really the first one who taught me to look for that level of integration, which is now something that like is paramount to all of my future relationships. So I have to ask you, does any of these, did that show up in your web
2: series at all? Because I know you have a couple of relationships. I, I watched season one and- you have a boyfriend in season or is it season one or season two of your web series?
0: Season Do I have a boyfriend in season two? No, I'm I'm fucking around in season two. I have that oh, I'm dating that the I'm dating Misha's character in season two, and then I call it off. I have a proper boyfriend in season three, but um the the season three boyfriend was based off of that. No, because in that time I was still kind of learning that lesson. So my character exhibited a lot more of this sort of like I date, I date, I date, and then like. I have this orgy. And then, you know, he he was a bit more of my compartmentalized self because I still as a person was coming into that. Mm -hmm. My new web series I'm making that, well, hopefully it'll be a series series. But um, if not, it'll end up on the web. And that one is far more um, scandalous and integrated. There's a sex scene in every fucking episode. (laughs) Uh, JJ, best relationship? Oh, let me guess. <laughs> Is it the one that you're getting ready to celebrate your four-month anniversary? Oh, my
1: God. Uh, of course.
0: Congratulations. I- hey, thank you. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> do not, do not encourage a four-month celebration. Hey, listen, uh-huh. in the gay
2: years, you gotta.
1: That's that's part of it. I mean, it's, you know, it's... Um... I'm gonna be a broken record because I definitely have uh highlighted why it's special a couple times, but it's my first relationship in seven years. And uh it's the compatibility was unexpected. I went from like being very good at being single, and then all of a sudden, this person's there, and undeniable compatibility and then mutual agreement on what a relationship ideally could be in in how there's human aspects of that that are imperfect and so there's like realistic kind of uh, conversations about things and we can talk like the compatibility is that affection and joy are kind of like mutual for us as far as like being able to find it at the same moment and uh also like we can have deeper conversations we can play devil's advocate for each other and um I don't know. We just connect intellectually as well as like, uh, leisurely. Like there's just, it's easy to be around each other. It's the whole compatibility thing and also just support and ambition and kind of like the fact that he like shoots a shot quickly as far as, um, sorry, that sounds weird. But as far as like, <laughs> I was uh, like, Whoa, Yeah. <laughs> as far as like it took less than a month for him to ask me to be his boyfriend. And it was like, Hey, I think I'm going to take a gamble because i can't help but verbalize that i'm very very excited about you mm-hmm. and taking that risk and that leap of faith or whatever i was very very turned on and attracted to that and it's still kind of you know we're only 4 months in but the mo is like radical transparency and mm-hmm. i i like trust the investment so much that i'm just still hyped
0: nice yeah All right, so let's bring it down. way down. Let's drop some fucking bombs. Steve, what's your worst relationship? Mm -mm. What's my first relationship?
2: Worst. Worst, worst. sorry. Worst relationship. It was a guy that I was convinced I didn't even want to date. I said yes to a date. I thought he was a nice guy and I don't know what happened with the whole, my mind, but I let him kind of infiltrate into my world. And when I say infiltrate, he befriended it's. I felt like he didn't have any friends. And all of a sudden, he was ch- exchanging phone numbers with all my friends. And I, nev- I never really wanted to be in this relationship. But somehow, my weaker side allowed it to happen. And we did travel on to, I think we went to Mykonos with a large group of people. And it was just the worst because we were bickering and fighting and anything I would get into at one point I was getting into for fun. So I'm um, D de- I'm using air quotes, DJing, <laughs> you know, you can down one of those software programs. Well, he had to get into it too. And then it was like competing on, on who has the better mix. it was just mm. silly and dumb. And I, but I, I don't know what it was. I felt stifled. And every time I would break, come to say you know I don't think we were better friends I don't think we should be dating anymore he would start bawling breaking down crying like and I I would take him back because I couldn't handle that and I just finally got enough gumption to to say listen I, we have to I mean because I was starting to not like myself I was being rude to him and I didn't like who I was becoming so I was like you don't this you don't deserve this either so we need to break up finally finally he got you know said okay fine but it was it was so hard i don't know what it was
0: yeah well i mean no one likes to i mean i i've i've definitely had regrets in the moment by seeing them upset knowing that i was making the right decision but in that moment when someone's upset about it you're like oh no wait 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 wait, wait. if this person likes me this much in order to be this upset am i uh uh-oh Am I making a mistake?
1: Yeah, you can do yeah. some self doubt just based on any consequence like that. Like that just is gonna. It's visceral.
0: So I'm changing my worst relationship. I had an idea because I, I honestly forget about this one because it was so <laughs> you buried it somewhere <laughs> and I never count it like yeah. among my because I I, like to, I have had three major monogamous long term relationships. This one I never count because it was so short. But we did actually say we were boyfriends. Oh, um. This is the one I want to hear about, though. (laughs) So we met in, like, we met on, like, I think it was, I mean, this is, like, pre-Grinder. I think we met on, like, Manhunt or something. And we had sex, and he thought he was very attractive. He, like, worked for either the IRS or something tax, like accounting, something like that. He was a Southerner, you know, base like, white boy muscle Southerner. Like, looked like he played lacrosse, like, one of those. And I think I just really liked his physicality, I think that's what I was really into, and I, no one like that had ever taken an interest in me. Yeah. Um, I remember his... his It was one of those... Um, apartments where it's par- the one of the bedrooms is partitioned so it's not like a true bedroom but it's like has been uh, converted to be one and because it was the living room that was converted the heating unit was within his room for the whole apartment so the room was a fucking sauna at all he would take his watch off of the 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 windowsill and it would be like hot to the touch he oh. had to wait until it was like that it was just so t- like i hated that our sex ended up not being very just good it was just kind of just kind of there was no intensity there was no passion it was sort of paint by numbers and uh, and then we had a conversation early on i was getting ready to take finals i think it was my second year of law school or something or maybe it was first year i was getting ready to take finals and he goes um um well i I have a conversation with all my boyfriends i'm like look if you're ever tempted to do something outside the relationship, like I prize monogamy, especially in the beginning. So if you are ever tempted, I would rather we have a conversation about it than have a conversation about finding out you've done something. Right, right, right. I would rather I you come I like to me that. and talk to me about it. And then I also say, and then if you don't, don't do that, you better tell me because if I find out from someone else, it's fucking done. Mm-hmm. So you have to be the one that comes and tells me. Do so. they get a manual on this when they – Oh, you get a manual when you date Jack Tracy. You get you get an, you get the blueprint. So I'm actually very like. There's a couple things, but I'm, I'm actually I'm surprisingly very low maintenance. You're
1: just experienced.
0: It just experienced. So anyway, so he like had this like we we already started dating, but he already had this plan to go to Miami. He goes to Miami. I have a feeling he comes back and he's like, yeah. So you know, you said so. You know, I did hook up with this guy bunch and like this and that. And he was just expecting everything to be okay. And I was like. We've been going out for three weeks, and you couldn't not fuck someone in Miami. So you you said I just had to tell you about... It's like, no, 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 no. I said, to tell me would be better than not telling me. I didn't say it would be okay. I got finals to deal with. I don't need this. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. And all of his friends were like, we like to. We hate all of his other boyfriends. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. Fuck this. Yeah. All right. We're running late on time. JJ, what's your worst?
1: It's okay. Um, So my worst, it wasn't ever... We didn't call each other boyfriends, but we were like incidentally monogamous. Like we were kind of like just hooking up together. So it felt, I like caught feelings and um, it, there was no label on it to be non committal, but it still had feelings invested. So it was a little bit messy like that. But it was a guy that I met early on moving to Brooklyn. I also was attracted to the idea of him. He was like a muscular daddy type with tattoos and kind of artsy and cool. cool. There were some red flags right off the bat that I ignored. A, the non-Camille stuff was pretty obvious. He lived with his ex that was his best friend, and they still kind of slept together. No.
0: Oh, I remember this guy. Yeah. I remember this guy. Yeah. I remember
1: warning you about this guy. Yeah, we've had dinners and been like, JJ, you're an idiot. <laughs> Major
2: red flags there.
1: I know. We even traveled together, like all of us, and it was funny. We'd meet people and be like, Hey, what's the link? And also it was, so as myself, his ex slash roommate, and then another friend of theirs, all of us had feelings and kind of dated this one central person. And that's how we would introduce ourselves. Like, Oh, guess what's the link between all these friends? We all dated that one. And um, I mean like, that's like, there's a way to navigate, navigate that. That's probably less messy. And also I'm not saying it was the absolute, like I didn't get, I didn't have to like recover from this too much, but out of, like, looking back on the fortune that I've had with guys, this was probably just, like, the least fortune and the most, like, what are you doing? And the other thing was that I, like, I felt like I had to instigate most of, like, the uh, conversation unless it was just him texting when he was horny, and I took that to heart, and then he would get mad that I hadn't texted him in a while, and I'm like, well, no, 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 it's, like, I'm instigating hanging out, you instigate just sex, and I... Like, I don't know. It just was an incompatibility on a number of So you're telling
0: me someone that's constantly hanging around with people they are currently or, like, all the people that they sleep with and all of their ex-boyfriends is starved for attention and need you to instigate everything and Mm -hmm. and validate their self-worth? Is that what you're telling me? I'm so surprised. I know. Well, it sounds um,
2: like it could have been fuck buddies, though. More, like, maybe just misnaming it is what it was, you know?
1: Yeah, I could have re-carved that, you know, expectation and kind of, like manage that a little bit better and i think that's really kind of what we were going for towards the end of it and then it just was a fizzle out and so i don't there's not too much to complain about but yeah jesus christ
0: well if you would like uh, less uh uh whining about relationships and more <laughs> describing uh um co- porn star cocks uh you can definitely follow um steve rodriguez over at tags podcast steve where else can, what else should people check out of yours You can follow us on all social media at tags podcast on
2: every platform, or just look up wherever you get your podcast tags podcast. And that's where we are.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us, Steve. We will be right back after this break to either leave you with love and light or pick a flight. Love and light. Thank you. So we have another classic JJ fight where yeah. he fights with uh, there not being enough flowers, <laughs> or his his that's uh, a problem inability to play a harmonica. Uh huh. His lack of unicycle. Well, that's what. what's our what's our deep Rose Vaseline, which is actually one of my favorite ones. <laughs> that was the other day. That is one of my absolute favorite ones. Well,
1: I Um. it's it's ugh, and I know it's boring to talk about like a very, esoteric, I, I don't know, specific fight that no one else or maybe very few people can relate to. But OK, so I am a server at a restaurant. Lots of people can relate to that. And in this restaurant from the UK, we use a lot of UK termage, including pot wash for what's usually called dish pit in um, American restaurants. It's where you drop off dirty dishes.
0: Sounds like gay sex terms.
1: Right. The pot wash, the <laughs> dish pit, like it's kind of hot. Um, but anyway, our pot wash, the way it works is you kind of like, there's a, a trowel where you empty, uh, more sexy, a trowel where you empty like the cups, like if you have wine or water or whatever, you empty it. And then you have like these racks, where you put them in to go through the wash. Anyway. And, like, there's a place to, like, put dirty food and then put the plate away. I've worked in restaurants. I've, like, in the rush of that energy, you're throwing shit around. I'm getting my apron dirty. It's on my hands. It gets on my shirts, which we don't have uniforms, so I'm, like, making my own shirt dirty. I also, like, two times have recklessly splashed red wine and ketchup onto my coworkers. And so I'm picking a fight with my goddamn self. (laughs) <laughs> because I like fully got ketchup on someone's shoe, like hardcore, just shaking a bottle out, and splashed red wine into the trowel that just had blowback and splashed my coworker's shirt, and I'm like. It's me, I'm the problem, I'm I'm the villain. You're throwing wine like a real housewife. I'm like, yes, I think that's what it is too. Like I said it the other day, because I'm shaking the fucking bottle and I'm so like annoyed that it's not coming out faster because I have to stand here longer while tables would need me and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, this is my opportunity to shake out all the aggression at the bullshit that I'm dealing with at this job too. And just like, you know, the normal aggravations you have at a job, I'm like, fuck this job, and I'm shaking a fucking ketchup bottle. And it's kind of like, if you could see me shake a ketchup bottle, it's just, like, that guy has a problem. <laughs> that sounds like a... Man, baby, if you could see me shake mm, a ketchup bottle, mm. and just imagine. Yeah. If, <laughs> if anyone's turned on by an angry, angry man, just watch me
0: get, fucking shake that ketchup bottle. So, I'll leave us with uh, ketchup, love and light. Oh. Um, so, I think I've mentioned before, uh, it's hard... It, 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 sometimes I feel... Well, one, I'm definitely toiling in obscurity. But it also feels like sometimes I'm like, am I doing a good job at this? Mm. Is my stuff good? Because it doesn't get seen, so I don't get a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. And and not you, JJ, but actors are notorious for, like, coming, doing the thing, and then you're never hearing from them again. So right. it's like, did they enjoy this? Are they proud of this? They're not sharing it. They oh, don't seem to care. Uh-huh. Like. Uh, so sometimes I'm completely operating in the dark and I'm just like, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. I-, I hope other people, I don't know. Um, I have two, three solid people in my life who are really good at like boosting me. And like, I've been very careful to make sure my life is, cause I, I, I ain't interested in people like even hook up friends who like Mm -hmm. if we talk on a personal level and like express no interest in my like creative stuff or like don't nothing, like I'm like, no, no. I need people around me who are like, this was cool. This Mm -hmm. is great. You're doing a great job. This is neat. Oh my goodness. This is gonna be so big. This and that. There's only people I want in my life. I need people who who fuel the fire. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And I have three friends right now that are when I'm down or when I'm like, I don't know, they're like Jack it's just a matter of exposure. This is great. Like you're doing a good job. You're that people are really excited about my new album. Um so it's just nice to finally, after a long time, have those people who like I can turn to and be like, No, you're keep going, baby. You're and doing great.
1: Isn't that the fucking ticket? The fact that like confidence breeds more bold decisions and more bold choices within your right. art, which usually will usually and even if it doesn't, it manifests in more interesting art and right. more kind of like uh you know, you, like, the more confident you are about sharing something, the better it is. Usually, right? right? Like, even right. your confidence feeds the actual outcome of, of your product. Absolutely. And, uh, isn't that just the fucking ticket? Like, the the people you surround yourself can literally kill or
0: foster your creative appetite for yourself. Right. And I was in relationships where the person was sort of like, "Ah, oh, this isn't for me. I'll never forget, I wrote a, the first thing I ever wrote, I think I've talked about this before, but the first thing I ever wrote was a Star Trek uh, spec script because I was like, let me just because I I don't I don't know if I know how to write. Mm-hmm. Let me write something that like I don't gotta do any research for. I yeah. know these characters like the back of my hand. I don't gotta invent anything. I'm just gonna write a plot and a story and see if I can like do it. Mm-hmm. And I was extreme. I still am extremely proud of it. I think it is very. I mean, I would love to get money and be hired by Star Trek to do it. I think it's great. And I shared it with my partner at the time. We were on like I kept asking him because he was a Star Trek guy. I was like, can you read it? I would like to know your thoughts. And he always kind of like pushed it off, pushed it off, pushed it off. And then we're like on the Long Island Railroad taking a long trip somewhere, maybe Fire Island, I don't know, somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was doing other stuff. And I was like, if you wanted to read the script. And he was like, okay. Had it as like a printout. Read three pages of it. It was like, this sounds like you, not Star Trek. Dropped it. (sighs) Moved on to other things. And I just remember being like, huh. And, you know, friends who, like, don't come to your stuff or don't, you know, interact with your stuff. And it's just, like I was constantly surrounded by people that were just like, yeah, we're going to forget about this part of you because I'm not interested. Um, um, we're interested in your body or your ability to buy strings. And I, it's nice for the paradigm shift to finally have some people around who are like, baby, you doing it. Keep mm-hmm. going. We're mm-hmm. happy. We're proud of you. New York is good for that shit. You'll find your people. Right. So, that's where I'll leave my love and light. You know who you are. Um, Most of you listen to this podcast. Um... (laughs) So that's it for us today. Uh, you can support JJ and I and be one of those people who bolsters us and, and raises us up. Yeah, help uh, us do better because that's what that, that is. Uh, by dropping us a comment, giving us the subscribe, sharing it with a friend. You can also interact with us on Instagram at, at dying alone dyingalonepodcast. You can find me at at Jack Tracy official. And me at JJ Bozeman. Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page. Do not forget to like and subscribe.